The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hello, everybody. It's Mike Rogers. And now with today's show, here's Sherry Welsh. Hi, we're here today with Cynthia Kay from Cynthia Kay and Company. Cynthia, welcome back to the Welsh Wire. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be back. Glad to have you here with us again today. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the work that Cynthia does with making presentations, delivering presentations to other companies. And she has really become a highly sought after and highly regarded speaker on this topic of delivering great presentations. Tell us how that came to be as a part of your business, Cynthia. Well, you know, it started because um, I actually began in broadcasting. And um, the second day that I was on the job, the woman who was supposed to train me decided that since they had replaced her already, she would just leave. And I ended up doing live television on the second day on the job. And if you don't think I learned very quickly (laughs) how to start putting together presentations and how to speak, well, I had to. So there wasn't really a choice there. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did was after um, spending 13 years in broadcasting – and really learning a lot about what does it feel like to be in front of a camera, in front of an audience, I started to really think about how could I take that knowledge and transfer that to other people? And not necessarily just getting up in front of a camera, but how do you do a great conversation? How do you lead a great meeting? How do you do a great presentation or a keynote? All of those things are actually presentations. Oh, absolutely. Take a variety of forms, right? Mm -hmm. Different size audiences, different lengths, all that. So public speaking in general is something that many people fear. They dread, as a matter of fact. I think it's always listed as one of the top things that people fear the most when they take these polls on a national level. Why is that? Well, and actually, it's like number one. Well, there is actually a term for this. It's called glossophobia. Glossophobia. And because I'm Greek, I can tell you this comes from the Greek glossa, which means tongue, and phovo, which is fear. So it's the fear of speaking. I know. See, this is, this is where my Greek background comes (laughs) into play here. And, and I think part of it is that people, just don't understand that this is a skill. Yeah. And they think, well, if I'm not good at it, I'm just not good at it. And I, and they, and they hide Mm. and you don't get better by hiding. Right. You get better by training. You get better by practicing. Sure do. You get better by understanding how to control the fear. And those are all things that, frankly, I teach because everyone is afraid at some point or another. Even experienced speakers, if they go into a setting that's not typical, even that can throw them off a little. Right. Absolutely. I often coach candidates prior to interviews 
um, not in giving them the right questions or the right answers to the questions, but in how to present and how to think through their background. And I use a, a lot of times a sports analogy. You know, the best players in the ba- game of baseball don't get up there and crack a home run every time. They, you know, they hit a lot of home runs, but it's because they take batting practice and unbelievable amounts year after year after year. And that's how they get better. They swing the bat and every time is not a home run, but they're going to deliver really well from all that practice. And it's the same way really with making presentations, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and there are some very specific things that we can teach people about how to practice. I mean, I'll just give you one example. Most people will sit at their computer, look at their speech and, and practice saying it. And what I say to people is get up, Stand in front of a mirror and pretend that's your audience because it's a completely different feel. Oh, I bet it is. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned folks just sitting in front of their computer, looking through their notes, practicing. I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners, being leaders in organizations and professionals who are pretty seasoned in their careers, they probably deliver presentations on a fairly regular basis and likely think they're pretty good at it. I can't tell you how many people um, I have trained where they'll come to me and they'll say, well, so-and-so thinks I need training, but I'm really, I'm really good at this. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sure there's a lot you can do to help me with. And, and what I find is often people don't have uh, a realistic understanding of how others perceive them. Oh, they don't okay. hear the way they sound. They don't see the way they look. They have a, a perception that is colored mm-hmm. by years of doing something. Mm-hmm. And so what I often will say is we all have to check our egos at the door if we want to get better. And we need to listen to some objective criticism of what can I do better? How can I really improve my facial expression, my voice, the way I construct a presentation, all of those things. So those of us who think we've got it down cold and we're doing things pretty well, might you're saying, might want to check our egos at the door and just be open to receiving some feedback about how things could be better. Because in your experience, everybody could use a little bit of a tune-up. Absolutely. And sometimes... We think we've done a terrible job when actually we might have done a really good job. And sometimes we think we've done a great job when we have done a not so great job. Uh, one of the things that I will do is I will routinely have, and I obviously have a media production company, so it's easy, but I'll have someone videotape clips of me. Oh, and yeah. I will go back and critique myself. And I'm brutal when I critique myself. Right. Sometimes we are our own worst critics, but we probably don't often listen to ourselves recorded or you know, might find it too painful mm-hmm. to do that. But you're saying it's a good idea to do that. And I think, you know, the place to really start, a lot of people think they need to start with the actual performance. And what I say is you really actually need to go back to your content because your content often needs a lot of tune-up. I find a lot of presentations that have no wow, no pizzazz to them. Uh, They're redundant. They go on for too long. Uh, they just aren't, you know, they, they just aren't sharp and concise. So it, it starts with the content 
And then you layer in the other things, which would be the performance. Right, right. Yeah. So what would what would you say are three things a leader should consider if they really want to develop a truly powerful, impactful presentation? What should they think about? I have a, a saying that I, I do in every single class that I do. And I say at the heart of every great presentation is a need. That one sentence is what people need to think about. It's not what you want to tell someone. It's what does that audience need to hear? It's a complete 180 from the way we tend to think. Oh, it sure is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. are the selfie society, right? It's all about me. Right. And it's not about me. It's about you. It's about what do you need to get from this? Mm -hmm. And I can break that one thing down that at the heart of the presentation is a need into those three things you'd like to know about. One is really concise, powerful language. Language that connects with people. And there are some things that I teach about how you do that. The other Can you give is, me an example of that, Cynthia? What do, what do you mean by that? Okay, so I have uh, leaders who will say, well, you know, we have a serious situation. And I would suggest that if you have a, quote, serious situation, what it really might be is a horrific mistake. Not a serious, a horrific mistake. Maybe the pace is not fast, it's frenetic. I mean, there are words that are more powerful than other words. Your language has to be descriptive and colorful and active. The other thing that I think people need to think about is, is that often their visuals are just awful. They are old, There's they're cluttered, mm -hmm. they're ordinary, using clip art, so I think you have to really look at remaking visuals. Mm -hmm. And then that third thing is your presentation. And that's the piece that really has to sell it. Are you, are you giving a spectacular presentation every time you go out? Are you giving it your all with energy? That's really important. So those three things, language, visuals, presentation, but always remembering the need. Excellent. And you give a presentation that's called Delivering Great Presentations. Yeah. Right? I actually have a couple of them. Present Your Best Self. Um, one is called Face to Face with CK. And, and what I really try to do is customize the presentation for the exact kind of situations that people are going to speak. Okay. And what kind of groups or organizations or companies do you work with? Oh, I've worked with manufacturing companies. I've worked with accounting firms. I've worked with insurance agencies. I've worked with physicians who need to do media interviews. So really, everyone can learn to give a better presentation. Sure, sure. Tell us about someone that you've worked with that uh, maybe was a skeptic at the beginning or really needed a lot of intensive help, <laughs> and you took from that good to great spot. Okay. So... um there was an individual who was doing what I would call a roadshow, mm -hmm. going out for his company and doing new product introductions and would go to trade shows and customers. And this individual told me that he was really good, but he was going to make his boss happy by coming to see me. <laughs> and the very first thing we did was really we kind of tore the presentation apart and kind of put it back together together. 
Then we worked with him on language. We videotaped him so he could actually see how he looked. He went out and really got some rave reviews the next roadshow he did and called me so excited and said, well, I guess maybe I wasn't as good as I thought. <laughs> and and my reaction was, you know, that first of all, that's really evolved that someone can admit that. And and when you can admit that maybe you need to do something a little bit differently, there is great opportunity to get better. Right. Right. Absolutely. To to be that introspective and that open openness mm-hmm. really to doing things better. And I think that I mean, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it seems like presentations are such an important part of being able to execute well as a professional. Whether you're representing your company or, you know, dialing it back and you're representing yourself in an interview situation or representing as a leader telling the company's story, inspiring your team. Wow, to to have a mess as a presenter and really not be able to to come across as you have intended, there's some dire consequences if you don't get it right. Absolutely. And and I like to say we are all selling something. You know, some people consider selling a bad word. I we are all selling something. We might be selling our idea mm-hmm. so that we can get funding for our department or a project. We might be selling a product. We might be selling that we need to change the behavior, right. or we might be inspiring people, as you say, to continue to do something, encouraging them. I think it's really important that you need to think about the consequences of not being a great communicator. Mm. And the consequences are wasted time and not getting what is best for you and your organization. Yeah, and there's a very large cost associated with getting that wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, that, there's a large cost there. So we want to make sure that our listeners don't ever have to be in that situation. So, And, and you know what? People like to do business with people who are great communicators. Absolutely. No one wants to work with someone who's boring. Right, right, for sure. Absolutely true. So Cynthia, if we have a listener who says, I want to know more information, how can I find out about what Cynthia K does, these presentations that she makes, she might be able to help me or my organization. How can they learn more? You know, there's a site that I'd like to just send folks to, and you can actually see some clips of some things that I've done. It's Cynthia K Biz, B-I-Z. Z.com. Um, and there's a complete uh, offering of things that I do. And certainly I'm happy to talk to people just to even see if there's some things not offered on that site that I can develop for them. Terrific. I hope our listeners will check that out. And we appreciate your time, Cynthia. Thanks so much for helping us understand how to deliver great presentations. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.